Woe to you, O earth and sea! For the devil sends the beast with wrath, because he knows the time is short. Let him who have understanding reckon the number of the beast, for it is a human number. Its number is 666. I left alone my mind was blank I needed time to think To get the memories from my mind What did I see? Can I believe That what I saw that night Was real and not just fantasy Just what I saw In my old dreams Were they reflected of my world man staring back at me Cause in my dreams It's always there The evil face that twists my mind And brings me to despair Yeah Night was black was no use Holding back Cause I just had to see Was someone watching me In the midst Dark figures move and twist Was all this for real Or just some kind of hell Six 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 The number of the beast Hell and fire Was born to be Ghoul and Goblin Theater. <laughs> All right. We got a fucking big shout out to our boy, Pro Satanis, for hooking us up with that intro there. And, of course, the great Anton Maiden. Anton Maiden. I don't know. I mean, I don't know what rock you've been living under if you've never heard of Anton Maiden. I'm assuming if you listen to our podcast, you'd know who the great Anton Maiden is. Of course, he improved every Iron Maiden song. <laughs> and sadly, he's no longer with us. He's gone? Yeah, he, he killed himself. No, we didn't. No, he did. He really did kill himself. <laughs> oh, god damn. But I I looked I tried to look at it on the positive, you know, like you know they say when Alexander the Great conquered all the civilized world, he wept because there's no more world to conquer. Sure, sure. I think Anton, once he perfected every <laughs> Iron Maiden song, he was like, "Why I'm here is done. It's time to move on to the next journey in life." Yeah. And he killed himself. <laughs> oh, so no. Big ups to Anton Maine. We love you. R.I.P. Buddy. Oh my God! Not I. If only if only he was in a Golden Globus movie, we could talk about him all day. But unfortunately, we have to live through uh, the art he did leave us. But anyways, we got to get on to smaller, less interesting topics. Uh, in a way, I guess. I mean, I mean, Anton's a star. Well, fuck Chuck is Chuck. What does Chuck have? A I, I, well, uh, he's a he's the star of our show. I mean, you and I aren't on the bandwagon, <laughs> but everyone else is, <laughs> and we appreciate it. But yeah, I don't. I, he has a siren call, like song. He weaves on people, it, but it, it's, it's it's deaf to us. It really is, and I, I I was excited to find out that this movie was directed by Chuck's own stunt 
double of a brother, Aaron Norris. Does it, have we learned through the show that Aaron Norris directed practically every Chuck Norris movie? Oh, no. I looked it up, and he's only directed like two of the movies that we would cover. Okay. We're definitely not doing Top Dog. He directed that <laughs> fucking pile of shit. I tried to watch that movie a while ago, and I was like, oh. The one where he's got a cop dog partner? Yeah, yeah. That What was that one? The, the 90s were a weird decade because there was like two other cop dog movies. Yeah. There was a Tom Hanks one, John, Turner and Hooch. Turner and Hooch. And then, and then the John Belushi Jim Belushi Jim Belushi. Yeah. yeah, I don't remember what that one was. Dog cops, man. Everybody. Well, then there was also, the. It's not. A, it wasn't a dog, but there was Cop and a Half where Burt Reynolds and a little black kid were cop Yeah, partners. I remember that one, yeah. Yeah, there was, a, there was a lot of weird law enforcement shit going on in the it's, 90s. There was a very lax rules try, back then. Trying to... Trying to uh, Ease kids into the cop world or something. Uh, I, I I don't know. You can but trust a cop kind of thing. All I know is if... We're I gonna... saw that dog, first of all, beating somebody with a nightstick. <laughs> of course he did. God, abuse of power. <laughs> right. Did he... Did he uh, I like to see the scene where he gets chewed out by his, uh, by his superior. Literally give me, give me, chewed out. Give me, give, oh, boy. Yeah. Give me your leash and your badge. Collar and badge. I guess that's what right. it would be. Yeah, that sounds oh. even more exciting than the movie we we're going to talk about. Oh yeah, I mean, well, I'm kidding. It's great. This movie's great. It is fun. A lot more fun than fucking Against the Dark. But what I'm really hoping to figure out is, uh, can Aaron Norris get the best out of his brother? And I think the answer we can just spoil for you now is no, he can't. Yeah, I mean, before we get into like the movies, we wanted. We were under the impression. Because it's it's still Schlocktober still going on, so we were on the impression that this was going to be. And judging by the uh, the trailer, we thought this was going to be a horror movie, and it is in a way, yeah, quasi horror. But yeah. there's a shitload. I mean, a shitload. And we've gone on record in our other Chuck episodes. Chuck could not deliver a one liner if he had a gun in his head. No, and there's tons of comedy in this fucking movie. Tons, like. Last week, we thought we dodged a bullet, because Mike was telling us that Howling 2 was originally shot as a comedy. Right. And then the guy was like, no, fuck that. Horror. U-turn. This movie didn't get that U-turn. Well, maybe it was. Maybe it was, a, it was a horror movie. And then Aaron was like, I know my brother can make him laugh. I'm going <laughs> to change it. Because, of course, this movie was a victim of the uh, Lethal Weaponitis. Because First of all, Lethal Weapon's a great fucking movie. Yeah. But it set the standard for white cop, black cop, a lot of hijinks back yeah. and forth. So that's what we have a lot of that in this movie. And they're, they're, let's put it this way. They're no Danny Glover or Mel Gibson. No, not by a long shot. Also, Mel Gibson's hair is a lot better. I mean, He had a way better mullet than what, yeah, what Chuck's exactly. rocking. Um, shit. I don't really, I don't, I mean, you, you may have noticed a couple familiar faces. Chuck Norris is co-starring, kind of. She's barely in the movie, but that's the, that's his love interest in uh, Walker, Texas Ranger. What? Which also started the same time this movie came out. So I think this was just a platform for like Walker, Texas Ranger. Just she trying to she get probably didn't get the job being in this movie. I didn't. I didn't. I've never watched. Well, except for that episode I talked about on our first episode, I've never watched Walker Texas. Uh, yeah, Adventure, so I, I did not know that. Uh, yeah, so she she's in that, and then man, I mean, what what would you rate her out of ten? Fucking, she was a twelve, bro. <laughs> I didn't know what you meant by that earlier, and then I I rewatched <laughs> it uh, this afternoon. I was like, oh fuck, yeah, she's a twelve. You know, before we get in the movie, Griff, I just want to. 
ask you a question because you just got back from the the mecca of hipsterdom, Williamsburg, Brooklyn. Yeah. Okay. How long were you there? I was there for four days. Are there any uh, trends I sh- I'm going to be annoyed with in the next six months that you know you shouldn't fill me in on? Uh Velcro shoes. Really? Uh, I'm getting. It kind of makes me steaming right now. Yeah, you're probably excited about that. I've seen you try to bend over to tie your shoes. You get out the. <laughs> it's getting harder as I get older. Yeah. Come on, man. You can't. You can't. You can't fall fall apart. But yet. I'm doing it because it's practical. I'm not doing it for fashion sense. Yeah, I, I understand that. That's so good. Velcro shoes. Velcro and... shoes. Uh. Uh, antique hands. I kept walking by antique street hands. vendors that were selling like uh, dummy hands. I, I shit you not. I, fifteen different people were selling just like little plastic hands. Interesting. I don't know what that was all about. I don't know how that is near fashion. But were they like painted weird colors, or they was just a, just a mannequin hand? Just the mannequin hand. That's it. Hmm. Always white though. I didn't hmm, see any. It's not very progressive. Hmm. No, it I isn't. Thought, I thought that was what Brooklyn was about. Oh, uh, what else? Oh shit. Um, I don't know. Uh. I think that's you're seeing it around here now. It's just higher uh, pants, yeah, like pants I've that seen don't. That, yeah. yeah, a lot of that. Um, that that's you know that's about it. Oh. We're we're pretty much on par with them for the most part. Oh, like really? they're not doing anything too crazy. Really, they're you're, yeah. sla- you're slack in Brooklyn. Yeah, they really are. They're not they're not trying hard enough anymore. Well, I spent the other day in beautiful Frankenmuth, Michigan. Oh, did you? My family was out there this weekend. Really? Yeah. What day? Uh, f- Saturday. I was there Monday. Ah. <laughs> uh, I good cuz I would have I would slap your brother. <laughs> but <laughs> Jesus. <laughs> but uh. but uh and for anyone who's like outside of Michigan doesn't know what we're talking about. Uh Frankenmuth is lovely Bavarian village right smack dab in the middle of Michigan and everybody a, in the world has heard Tim Allen whisper his sweet nothings about Frankenmuth in their ear. So Yeah, so it's the tourist trap. And I never if I had been there it'd been at least 40 years. I oh, have wow. no I have no remembrance of being there. And I had a really shitty chicken uh, meal. Very good. Very expensive, very the, shitty. The full experience. Yeah. And uh, I, oh, one cool thing, we went to that Bronner's place, which is like the, the, Christmas. G- the giant Christmas yeah. place. And I got a fucking cool-ass Thor Santa Claus uh, well, there you go. Uh, ornament. There you go. And I'm talking about real Thor, not Marvel Comics Thor. I'm talking about God of Thunder Thor. I like the Thor with the big blonde uh, beard. Well, he's got the beard, yeah. And he's holding nice. like an axe in one hand and the hammer of Thor in the other one. Oh, looks, shit, yeah. It's pretty sweet. That's that's pretty dope. But I don't. this is just me padding our episode because I don't think we're going to have much to talk about. I don't about. know why we bother padding it. I mean, we're, we're going to go in light, just blazing for... for why, what? I'm padding it now, too. Yeah, let's <laughs> just get into it, Griff. Let's go to the trailer. This is uh, can I think? Did we mention this earlier? This is Canon's last ever movie. Yeah, we did. This, is, this is a Glo- Globus production. Sadly, this is when uh, Golan and Globus had their falling out, and they broke off, and they did two separate uh, companies. And I guess Globus t- stayed with Canon, and the Menachem Golan did his thing. But fortunately, they got back together. They realized we're more <laughs> powerful together than we are apart. So they did get back together. But this is the last ever Canon film, and we can see why, and you'll learn why if you talk about it. <laughs> So, we're going to go to the trailer. Cut the trailer right now. Chuck Norris in Hellbound. In the name of fear, hate, and destruction, I prepare to annihilate. 
anoint my spirit with this royal blood forged in the fires of hell. So why not? You seek to deny my destiny. Banished from the sight of man. Now, he has crossed into our world to reclaim his power. I know what you are, and I know why you are here. Chuck Norris is Shatter, bound to uncover more than a secret. Please. The man that was murdered last night on Polanski Street was a rabbi. Bodies in here. Eight holy men. Bound to bring back more than a killer. According to the myth, the scepter was broken into nine sections. What kind of man kills like this? Well, not soon enough. Bound to face the most terrifying enemy he has ever known. The scepter is the key to the gates of hell. that ripped the heart right out of his chest. Have you any idea who I am? Let me introduce myself. Welcome to hell. Chuck Norris, Hellbound. The legend says, when time began, the soul of darkness was thrust into the depths. Its evil split from the light of humanity to be called forth in times of weakness and despair. Satan's emissary, Prasatanos, would prowl the earth, searing all before him with fire and blood. And then there's some more shit. There's, I'm just repeating this like Star Wars crawl they had at the very beginning of the movie. Yeah, we were we were too bored to write the entire too, thing. It was it was so pointless, and it leads into our Renaissance intro, and it's not just the cold well, Middle Ages, Middle Ages, intro, yeah. yeah, where it, the year is eleven eighty six A.D. Oh, they mentioned the year. Yes, they I do. didn't catch it. Eleven eighty six, huh? Man. So we see Richard the Lionhearted and the Crusaders just calling ass on uh, horses. Yeah, they're, they're like in they're in Israel. Yeah. And, you seem to want to go, so... <laughs> okay, I will go. So they're looking for something. What are they looking for? Well, they're looking for a tomb. So they go into these catacombs. They find this giant crucifix. And they push it aside because there's a door. And they, they go in there. And this is where we meet our villain of the movie, Prosatanus, which, of course, is Latin for pro, one who is pro-Satanus. Oh, yeah. And... You hear people yelling it down the streets on Devil's Night all, all over oh, here. Yeah. And he's an he he's not Satan. We I learned that. I thought he was. He's an emissary of Satan, though. As yeah. we learned in the crawl I did I read earlier. Yeah. And he's trying to bring about the end of the world, the apocalypse. And how does he do that? Well, he has his power scepter, like like He Man's power sword. Yeah. And he needs the blood of royalty. Royal blood. So we learned that he had Richard Lionheart's son, little baby. Oh, that's who that was. Yes. Oh man. And he was just about to kill the baby until Richard Lionheart busted in and said, you ain't killing my baby, bitch. Yeah. And then all hell breaks loose, no pun intended. No, oh, I see what you did there. And so these these monsters, that are like, like they look like tall Jawas from Star Wars because they're wearing like hoods. <laughs> yeah, they... And they start fighting the, the knights. And 
back and forth. It's and just, yeah, I and Prosatanis is just sitting back chilling, doing nothing. Yeah, it's thirteen minutes of uh, when's Chuck gonna show up? Is Chuck gonna like be one of these time travelers? He's just always here, eternal battle throughout time. No. Well, well yeah. So what happens is. Uh, they get to grab the baby, so they they can't do the ritual anymore because they need the royal blood sacrifice yeah. to bring to Satan to Earth. And then the this monk like spears Prasatanas in the yep. back with some shit. And then because they the the altar was also a, a, a coffin, a, like yeah. a, a sarcophagus, a sarcophagus. And so they like like they. they Prod him in, like they got him like on the end of a stick, like a head of a fish or something. They're like prodding him into the the sarcophagus, and they get him in there, and they close it. You see the hand reach yeah, out, it's ooh, scary. Mm. They they seal the the top, and then they get these pretty cool ass looking like daggers with crucifix hilts, and they pierce them in every corner to hold down the, the lid, yeah. keep and, uh, the evil powers at bay, and then. Richard the Lionheart goes fuck this noise, and he does. He's like he grabs the scepter that Prasatanas yeah. had, and he chops it into nine pieces. Nine pieces, very perfectly. Perfect. You notice how they were perfectly like the same size. Right? I hear he went on to cut perfect cuts of sushi. He worked at Benihana. He, he many people don't know this, but Richard the Lionheart founded Benihana. He did yeah. so the Japanese culture appropriated from you, Richard the Lionhearted. You should have seen that man behind a hibachi. It was it's amazing. It's fucking that got that that was also left on the editing floor. Yeah, so then he's like, and then we're gonna spread these pieces to the four winds so yeah. no one can find them and no one can awaken Prasatana. This is not the setup for a movie. This is the setup for a video game, like an adventure. This yeah, is yeah. this is a Zelda game what that they're setting up. So you're like, well, maybe there, maybe there was going to be a tie-in at one time. <laughs> maybe then, there's going to be a Nintendo game. Oh, Super Nintendo. Yep, she's already back with the fucking the loudest squeaker in the house. Uh, <laughs> she's like, don't talk about this movie. You're boring. <laughs> but we're going to talk about it, Millie. Fuck so you, Mill. deal with it. So now we, we've got these nine pieces scattered. The tomb's going to be like hidden away. Cut forward in 1951. Mm, 51. And a couple of no good Tomb Raiders are just going to... There was like an inch that, of speaking dirt. Speaking of video right. games, Tomb Raider. Tomb Raider. Like that. All right. See, see my segue skills? So are like on the par. Arab male versions of Lara Croft. Yep. Who they, they, they storm into, you know, this old... I think it was supposed to be like a church. They said later in the movie that it was a church, so I'm going to say church. Yeah, I don't know. And, um, you know, they see the crucifix daggers that were yeah, holding the... They're, uh, they're made of gold, so they're like, fuck, yeah. They're like, Check look cut. at these gems! And, you know, so they're step pulling it out, and they're like, finally, like, we gotta look in this thing. And so they start to fucking knock that little lid ajar, and I think a hand yes, comes up and little, pulls his buddy in, and yeah. he just gets some shrieking. So we get kind of a thrill here. We're getting like, oh, shit, spooky. Right, and then this guy, the other guy, he's like, just totally leaves his friend to die. But he didn't. He never does arm day it when he's working out. Yeah. So he didn't have the power to pull himself back up. No. And so Prosatanos gets out and gets him, kills him, and it's like, oh, because <laughs> that's how he talks when he's Prosatanos. Yeah. He talks like this. He's got he's, he's got, got a lot of voice voices, effect yeah. on it. And then we're like, 
now, now, cut to present day. Present day. Because this movie's timeless. They're not going to send or They're not going to say 1993 when the yeah, movie came out. Exactly. Even though they re- talk a shitload about the Michael Jordan Bulls yes. in this fucking movie. Nonstop. Which also irritated me because you know I'm a hardcore Piston fan yes. and I hate Michael Jordan. 3 0 start, man. We're going all the way. Um, One thing I did want to mention the timeline of this with it being 93 and all, with the playoffs going on. Did the playoffs used to be in the fall? Because no. as far as I know, Is it's it always been in the spring. Yeah. And everybody in this movie, when they're in Chicago, which the whole movie was filmed in Israel, um, they're always wearing coats. It was the style. They had starter jackets on. Starter jackets. <laughs> it would have been great if they were starter jackets. They probably couldn't get the licensing for that. Too expensive. So we're going to show up. We're going to see Chuck and his his buddy. Chuck and is crazy. He's insane. We see Chuck pulling out all of his acting skills here. This is probably the most acting I've ever seen him and do. And this guy's just like a penny ante drug dealer. He's not even a murderer. And Chuck's no. ready to murder him. Yeah. He puts a gun to his head. He's like, I'm going to fucking kill you if you don't tell us where Spider's at. And this is like pro-level wrestling type choreography. Chuck's getting ready to shoot this guy, and his partner pushes the gun out of the way at the last second. His partner, the- Jackson. Of course, he's black, so his name has to be Jackson. Yeah. Oh, man. Well, so, I'm just saying that's no, what they would do. I know. it. The old man is reserved for the you know for the team who put this together. Yeah. I, I love how they do that. But um, so, we, you know, he's going to calm Chuck down. And he's, he's like, hey, Shatter, Frank Shatter's his name. Yeah. Just yeah, I told Griff, I thought it was Jack Shatter for like half the movie. I was writing it down in my notes as Jack Shatter, which <laughs> sounds way cooler. But. I think that's a current movie with uh, John Cusack. <laughs> I don't know. I can't remember his name. Krasinski. Krasinski? No, that's, uh, I know you're talking about. Jack Ryan. Yes. John Ryan? I don't know, because it seems like every action hero is named John or Jack. Something. Yeah. Jack Shatter sounds cooler, by the way. I want him to be called White Guy. That's action. Liam Neeson. So... They're doing this whole good cop, bad cop. We all know it because Chuck ha- doesn't have a bad bone in his body. He doesn't even right. have a bad beard. He murders there. people with his fists. That's what I know he's not going to. Yeah. So, they're. Can we, you know, wait, wait, when you go on, can we talk about Jackson's hair for a minute? <laughs> What's going on with it? Well, he's got like Raggedy Andy hair. <laughs> like, he's like, he's like, they're not dreads, they're braids. I feel like uh, what's his name might have done this hairstyle at one point. Rick James. No, Rick James had longer though. But oh, yeah, he did yeah, have yeah, that. No, yeah. I, no, but I can, I can take except like a long kind of like dreadlock yeah, braid thing. He did. This was like a bowl cut. It was the worst. It was chin length. It was a bob. But, but he did, yeah, he did the bangs. <laughs> so he had that nice window square cut bob going on. It was it was very interesting. <laughs> yeah. Like his personality did not match the hair. <laughs> yeah, so he he but he comes in. He's like, like Frank, hold it. Come on, man. He's gonna kill you, man. Yeah. Just tell me where Spider's at, or do you tell me who's at? Yeah. Whisper it in my ear. Spider. And then he runs away. Scatters off. And and then I'm like, I'm actually excited because I'm like, wow, Chuck's going to show some range in this. He's like yeah. a fucking maniac cop. We're just Great used, episode, by the way. Yeah. We're just used to hearing Chuck whisper one-liners and, you know, you don't expect anything I'm thinking he's going to be fucking Martin Riggs from Lethal Weapon. Like he's yeah. going to be a nut job. Yeah. No. They turn the corner. They see a pimp slapping a woman around and they're just like, spider, speak of the devil. So they go to confront him. Chuck notices a little. Well, before they do a little, hey, man, you see the game last night? You can get those tickets for me? Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. And then Frank's like, yeah, yeah, I'll get you those tickets. You really want to make sure to build up this relationship, <laughs> huh? 
Exactly. These guys are like brothers. Bro. They're like brothers. Even though like Chuck shits on them yeah. all the time. Like he reminds them of the status quo nonstop. Like whenever it's convenient for him. He's right. like, I'm going to hold the money because, well. You don't. <laughs> shrugs at him. So limousine pulls up. A couple weird guys get out. You know, Jackson's too busy worrying about the pimp. But well, he's beating the shit out of the pimp. So we learn that Jackson's crazy too, in a way. Yeah, it was even before that. But and then and then no, and then Chuck just beats the shit out of a guy for no reason. Like guy had to stand in there. He was like a henchman of Spider. Dude, he was pulling out a gun. Was he? Yes. But I thought no. I thought I could have swore like so Chuck was... was getting in his face, fucking with him, and no. he's like, "I'll kick your ass, motherfucker." Okay, because you forgot the scene. <laughs> I'm gonna I'm gonna take us through it, nice and slow here. I don't want to do this slowly. So he Chuck is busy noticing the people. Jax is over there getting all mixed up and everything. And Chuck conveniently shows up just as the guy, uh, the second henchman, because there was Spider and his henchman. So the henchman was about to pull out a gun, and Chuck shows up and puts a gun into his face. And then he gets in the guy's face, and he's just like, this isn't how tough people do it. You want to show me how tough you are? So he takes the gun. He throws both his gun and the guy's gun away, and he's just like, why don't you go ahead and hit me one? He kept saying that. He didn't say punch me. Why why don't you hit me one? And so the guy's like, all right, and he punches Chuck in the face. Right, and Chuck just blows it off like it was nothing. Chuck shrugs it off, and then he fucking uppercuts him, and the guy moon arcs over a car. It was like, uh, yeah, an uppercut from punch out. Yeah. He was flying off his feet. It was a little foreshadow of uh, exaggerated strength because we're going to see that a lot with Prositanos. Yeah, so they're having some good old fun beating the shit out of some low-level hoods. They're both Meanwhile, being bad cop, bad cop. Speaking of Prositanos. Yeah, what has he been up to in Well, he's been fucking years? a prostitute right now. He's up in his chilling in a hotel room. And it's the, the most annoying prostitute... The only they say you don't pay for the sex, you pay for him to leave. This perfectly fits in with that thing because she's super annoying. And she's like, I'm going to take a shower. Do yeah. you like showers? <laughs> and he's like, whatever. I'm going to get dressed. So, And I don't know why she was in there because she wasn't naked. I don't know what her purpose was in this movie. Well, Chuck went in a lot of nudity. So there was more nudity than I expected. Where was the nudity at? Um, she wasn't nude. There was more oh. cl- like cleavage it, it, and skin There was shown. insinuation of nudity. Yeah. Because she takes a shower, but you don't see anything. Like, I think we've seen Chuck in his underwear once, and that's about as much nudity as... Well, he's all probably. about showing his body. Well, yeah. Come on, equal opportunity, Chuck. Come on. Yeah. He's like a little Wolverine, that man. So, so while she's hair. taking a shower, our, our mysterious characters, one's named Krieger... One's the rabbi. I don't remember his name. Yeah, I don't remember the rabbi's name. They actually just called him rabbi, so. And he is going to deliver a piece of the scepter of power that Prasatanas needs because that's the source of his power. Yeah. So that's what that's what Prasatanas has been doing for the past 30, 40 odd years. He's been collecting these pieces. So now yeah. this is like the head of the scepter. So the uh, Krieger guy who's like the middleman, he's like, all right. I got my money. See you later. He takes off, leaves the rabbi with Prasatanos. Mm-hmm. And then, Pras- then, then Prasatanos like, give me the scepter. And he's like, fuck you. And he whips out one of those crucifix knives. And he's like, I'm, I'm, I know who you are, and I'm going to let you have this. And he stabs Prasatanos. Then, of course, he just blows it off. He's like, I'm Prasatanos, motherfucker. Yeah, he feigns death, and he like falls over on the bed, and then 
you know, rabbi does a whole like victory speech and dude just opens up his eyes. And this is, is this when we first see like his weird little eye skin thing he has well, going on? When he's prostatanus, his eyebrows disappear. That's how you can tell it's prostatanus. Well, he has like weird eye thing going on does too. He? Yeah. He looked like a weird, like, like early 90s WWF wrestler. He did. He really did. He was rocking a skullhead. He's like super balding, but his yeah. long hair. I, I wanted, I, again, I wish to promote his own show. They had Kelsey Grammer as Prostatanus. You're right. It is like a buff Kelsey Grammer. Yeah, I would have loved Kelsey Grammer. That would have made this movie 95 times better. Yeah, and, and now you say, I was weird. He kept talking about toss salad and scrambled eggs. All the time. Like. He's just like, I'm about to toss your scrambled eggs. <laughs> wow. Um, but yeah, he, he just pops up Undertaker style where he just <laughs> he just launches right. the top he half did. of his body up. He's a total Undertaker. <laughs> <laughs> and uh, he, he's just... Looks at that man's chest, that rabbi, and he's just like, "Good try." And then he launches forward. That's how good the one-liners were. Like, yeah. Chris probably not even exaggerating. <laughs> he probably just said, "Good try, good try." <laughs> there you go. That's his voice. When and he's... he pulls the Indiana Jones move because we've uh, already been ripping off. Kalima, Kalima. Except he fucking rips this guy's heart out, right. and so. Then, he probably uh, says, like, eat your heart out or some horrible yeah, line Yeah, prostitute like that. pops out of the fucking shower, and she screams, and he just grabs her and, just like we saw last week, fucking chucks her <laughs> out of a window. Here's another instance. A body lands on a car. They don't give a shit. Like, that's scary as fuck. That's gonna, well, you're going to get smoked. Frank Shatter and Jackson have seen this shit before. <laughs> I, I guess. So, so they don't even or, have a jump scare, but Chuck's like, we got to get up there. He's like, uh, Mondays, you know, <laughs> yeah, like this Mondays. again. We're not going to make it in time for the Bulls game tonight. <laughs> and he's like, and he's like, and then, and then as he says 20 or 50 times, I'll be, oh, hell no. <laughs> so, it's just like, you know, so, some super fucking out of touch white guy wrote every line. For you Jackson. know, Aaron Norris was like, <laughs> no, they're going to love this. Get into it. Like, feel the inner urban. <laughs> Is that can I? Is that okay to say to you? Yes. <laughs> so they're gonna rush up there. Well, Chuck's gonna rush up there. Jackson's gonna fucking he's take still his fuck, time. He's still whipping the shit out of Spider. I yeah, think. he's giving him a couple more kicks, and Chuck gets up there and it, he just gets fucking bombarded by Pro um, Sotanis. But he's got his gun on him, and he right. shoots him a couple times in the chest, but it does nothing. I mean, we saw this man take a dagger to the heart, so right. we know nothing's stopping him. So they engage in some fisticuffs. Pro Satanus is just tossing them all over the room like it's nothing. Um, and I think he just leaves them yeah, like that. Yeah, he just leaves. And finally, fucking Jackson comes finally in the room. shows up. He was checking he's, the Bulls game score. And, yeah. And he's like, oh, fuck. He's, con- he's, he's probably so used to Frank kicking ass. Exactly. He's just like, you don't need me. He got a little too used to his partner's abilities. So he shows up, and Chuck's just, like, sitting on the bed, mulling things over, like, fuck, man. But you know what I don't understand is if the the scepter is the source of power, then how does he have powers? Yeah, I mean, they explain what the scepter is later. I mean, do we want to talk about it now, or do we want to— Well, no, they said—I mean, they said in the very beginning it's it's the source of his power. They they And it also opens the gate to hell or whatever. yeah. So maybe maybe it's just as he slowly assembles it, his power mm-hmm. gets a little stronger, and then maybe. eventually yeah. when it all comes together, it's yeah. the key. Okay. Yeah. Right, that makes I, more sense. They, they didn't really give us much to work with, so <laughs> oh. 
they gave us no like rules to how he has powers or anything. Just that no. he has them. Yes, and he throws people. So Jackson shows up, and we get we get one of those beautiful moments where he's like, "Oh man, what the hell happened to you? What's going on in here?" And he's like, "I told you, I'm not carrying that piece with me anymore. I gave that guy two slugs in the chest." And apparently, Chuck's not a fan of guns. Well, he's like, he obviously was wearing a vest. Yeah, that's a bulletproof vest, man. And he's like, yeah, I don't know about that. And he's, he's like, what happened in here? He's like, I don't know, I'll go look at this guy. He's like, oh, what's wrong with him? He's got a hole in his chest. Oh, shit, did someone rip his heart out or something? Yeah, it's over there on the floor. <laughs> Just yeah, nonchalant. That's, that's, that's how great the, the humor is. Yeah. And they're, re- they're really shoehorning as much humor in as possible. And any, I ain't feeling that. It is Chuck flat as all can be. <laughs> and then No Jackson. inflection to his voice exactly. at all. Like, and Jackson just right. over the top. All hell knows all over the place. I think what happened was the guy who played Jackson was like, holy shit, I have to amp my shit up super high to balance out the super lows yeah. of Chuck. So no, he like, went full like fucking almost menstrual show it was like really bad yeah it, it's rough so we cut to the scene we always got to see in these golden globus movies every time the captain chewing out our cops mm. but there's a twist it's not any old captain is it it's a female captain oh shit and of course she looks like a school marm she's got her she, you know she's got her hair tied in a tight bun yep. you know she can't remember last time she had sex <laughs> So she's just like, so there's a lot of sexual tension going on right she now. She is really into Chuck. You can see it. Yeah. Well, they, well, that comes into play later on, but we'll yeah. get to that later. Meet me halfway. And she's just chewing them out. She doesn't call for their gun and badge yet, but she's just like, you get your shit in order. I don't know. What did they do? They, they were have, so bad. I have no idea. They. I mean, they, we, we know nobody cares that they beat the shit out of the spider and those guys. Yeah. But like they're, they're, just, they're doing a good job. The only thing I could see them maybe getting in trouble for is the, the hooker that was thrown out of window. And they were just like, she's alive. Uh, let's forget about her. I doubt, I doubt they even put her in the car. They probably just <laughs> left her on the hood and drove to the hospital like that. Well, for, or showed up to work the next day. So like they it. just go, yeah, yeah, whatever, and they walk out of the office. And unfortunately, forensics did a rush on the job of the, yeah. the, the fingerprint dusting of the I do need piece. to point out, when she talks to Chuck, and she tells him, like, your ass is on the... She's pointing just directly at his dick. I might believe it. Yeah, uh, yeah that's the level of tension here. <laughs> so yeah, the evidence... She's expedited. actually talking to his dick. That's how yeah. it's just like... <laughs> Can you lean forward a little bit? <laughs> So they go they go to the forensics and they're like, hey, because, you know, we know the world we live in, like, we can get DNA, t- DNA tests in like an hour, you know, but yeah. they just make, in real world, they just make you wait because they're, yeah. they're just assholes. But they want to get it done, they get it done. They're like, hey, we dusted the uh, scepter piece. Because so they, 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 he got away, Prostatanus got away without the piece. Yeah, they managed to get the, uh, the head of the scepter. Yeah, and they're like, there's two uh, fingerprints on her. We found this rabbi, yep. and then we don't know who the other one is. Of course, we know it's Prasatanos. Prasatanos. And then they how they go, well, you need to check out some university. Oh, yeah, because he's like, this is like some ancient thing. You need to go to this university. And yeah, they had the card. to an archaeologist. Oh, that's right. There was yeah. a card for this, like, Dr. Lockley. We're always supposed to believe these. Or detect- Professor Lockley. Professor Lockley, yeah. We're always supposed to believe, like, our detectives or sergeants or whoever we're following are super smart and, like, find things that other people can't find. But it's like every time it's set up on a platter, it's like, 
We've got so much evidence. They have a card with the man's name on it and another person's name right. with an address. Yeah. So it's like, oh, man, how are we going to figure out the next lead to this case? Uh, let's just read this card a couple times. So. Well, hey, Griff, we got 90 minutes, so we, we, need, to, uh, we need to just cut to the chase. Cut and, to the and chase. Do we, do we really want to watch them? Like, really? Doing police work? I, I want to see them sandwiches, staking out, you know, <laughs> just bantering back and forth. So they go to the university where Professor Lockley uh, is a professor, and they, mm. but he's out, of, he's out of town. So they meet, we, this is where we meet the love interest, kind mm. of. Yeah, the love interest is very respectable. It's very Hank Hill, where they just kind of nod at each other. And well, they, it's Chuck. Chuck yeah. doesn't have sex. Chuck doesn't have sex. But he does in a movie we're going to talk about. Probably, I don't know, probably a couple months from now. But no way. Yes, he does have sex. In it. Oh. It's a movie I wish I'd known about, and we would have done this one instead of the one we're doing. It's but, actually more of a thriller. <laughs> yeah. So, yes, yeah, so we meet Dr. Uh, or Professor Leslie Hawkins. She's mm-hmm. the assistant to Professor Lockley, and she's like, oh, he's he's in uh, Israel uh, at this archaeological dig. Can let, I help you? Yeah, let me come down and share a word with you. And as she's coming down, Jackson's like, hey. Out of ten, and what Chuck's she? like she's a twelve. <laughs> he's just so <laughs> and he's, we all set to point out he's wearing a Miami Vice. It's like ninety ninety three, and he's wearing a Miami Vice outfit, like this blazer with this, the t shirt and yeah. the baggy pants. He's all of five foot two, and he's wearing this blazer that basically meets between uh, you know his knee and his waist. And then he's always got a black shirt tucked in with like a shitty woven belt. Like he's looking shit. Well, for 1993, I guess he's looking pretty fly. But yeah. even then, I mean, it's like, dude, like Miami I, Vice was like 10 years earlier. Again, what? Aaron Norris really knows how to direct his brother. <laughs> he's like, yeah, you're a relic of the 80s. We're going to keep you dressed in the 80s. <laughs> exactly. Because he's wearing this over baggy. It looks like fucking uh, David Byrne suit. It's like yeah. super giant bag. <laughs> it's, it's damn near burn size. <laughs> so, of course, there's sexual tension. Because everyone Chuck meets, there's sexual tension that's never consummated. It's the, yeah. it's the opposite <laughs> of Steven Seagal. It is. Where he fucks everybody. It, it, there is a lot of that just like unparalleled, uh, absolute like a- adoration of the character. But instead of in uh, Seagal's case where everybody just wants to jerk him off, everybody's just like, yeah, I want to be near you. And that's it. They just yeah. want to be near him. Just want to hug you. So, so she breaks down the whole story of Prostatana. She tells thing. us what we learned in the, in the yeah, beginning of the nine, movie. Nine pieces. Nine pieces. Scatters. This is your Legend of Zelda quest. Yeah, you, you got to collect the Master Sword, the three pieces of the tribe. She's like, this piece you brought me is the, the top of the scepter, yada, yada, yada. How did you find this? Well, we pulled it out of a prostitute's butt the other night. So now we cut to Italy. Bro, this is a globetrotting movie. Oh, man. We're on a train. We got two Italian priests. Mm. And they got it. That's almost a setup for a joke. Two Italian priests. It's funnier than anything Chuck says. Yeah. <laughs> and so he's got. They got this pimped out like box, velvet line, got jewels all on it. We learned that that's got a piece of the scepter in it, and it's the final piece besides the head of the piece that Chuck has. Yeah. That yeah, Prostatanus yeah. needs. So of course, who, who shows up? Prostatanus. Again, another creepy moment, though. Like they, they were doing okay, still. Well, like, it was one. The one there's a younger priest, and he's like, "Man, I shouldn't have eaten at Taco Bell at the train station. <laughs> I gotta take a shit." So he takes off to the bathroom. 
Which leaves the old elderly priest with the peace. Yeah, he's like, hey, lock the door just in case. <laughs> and light a match. Yeah. Light a- <laughs> That's You've been reeking it up our little <laughs> private boxcar all day. <laughs> so Prozitan shows up. He just kills the priest, takes the peace. Yeah, he gives him a nice little monologue there, but it's not worth it. I will kill you in the name <laughs> of Satan. Gonna be so great when I release Satan in like a couple days here. Back to the uh, cap station. We get a nice little. If you're like my age, you'll get the H. Ross Perot joke, the Jackson, very topical joke at the time. Nobody knows who the fuck H. Ross Perot is anymore. He ran against Clinton and George yeah. Bush. I didn't catch the joke, but I know. He, he'll go because see what it was. Was Jackson was reading about? He's like he's gonna run again. Oh, in yeah. okay, that's what I thought. It's very so they're very of the time, like the finger on the pulse. Yeah, for real. And then once again, more fucking bull sucks. Like, hey man, did you give me those tickets? You see how much fans they are? They had like the back dressing. They had a uh, Jordan doing a dunk thing, <laughs> and they, then yeah. they had well, this. Like, it's just to let pennant. you know we're in Chicago because you would not know that yeah. if you didn't see all this fucking bullshit everywhere. Yeah, and so I mean even. Chuck's wearing a fucking bull starter jacket. That's how crazy it is. <laughs> when he's not wearing the blazer, he's wearing the starter jacket. And the breakaway pants, like the sweats, you know? <laughs> he's like, I got good news and bad news. He's like, all right, well, give me the bad news. Give me, give me that bad news first. And he's like, I got you your tickets to game three. He starts freaking out, not even, totally oblivious to the fact that he picked the bad news. <laughs> oh, what's the good news then? We got to go to Israel. In three hours. Uh, and he goes, oh, hell no. Jesus Christ. <laughs> so then we got <laughs> So. He's like, he, you, you, like, you picked me out personally. Like, you didn't even try to take someone else. So he's like, no, I don't know what you're talking about. Like, and this, yeah. Well, this scene makes no sense because it's like, all right, because an Israeli rabbi had been murdered. So that's yeah. why. So as far as I know, in 93, we had telephones. So yeah. I don't know why they do fly. Also, they know nothing about the the case. It's All they know is man. they found a dead body of this guy and the guy that probably killed. Him. That's all they know. They yeah. know nothing about you know. Well, they, they learned later about the Prosatan and stuff. But yeah. So they're like, but they have to go to is they fly to fucking Israel for this. So the 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 boss is like, you guys better dress properly. This is the fucking this is the international thing you want to make us look good. Yeah. And they're like, got it, got it, boss. <laughs> that's what that's what the cop told them as they were getting out. Like, you're meeting the police chief today. You need to dress well. I don't think they, they didn't talk to that commissioner anymore. I don't think. I I don't know. Either way. So they they fly to Israel. They get off the bus. Some jokes about how shitty the fucking flight was. Yeah. I'm surprised they didn't say about the food was awful. So, yeah, some Seinfeld level jokes. What's the deal with the flight to Israel? <laughs> You know why they did the rest of this in Israel is because they did the whole film in Israel. So they probably ran out of the like Chicago looking street set. So they were just like, fuck, what do we do now? Let's just go to Israel. <laughs> and then I want to point out an error. This you could tell it's written by a white guy who's writing black guy dialogue. Oh boy. Jackson's always hot. Black people are never fucking hot. They're always cold. That's true. So, but he's always bitching about how hot everything is. At, all the time. And, of course, they're there in their starter jackets because it's fucking playoff season. Yeah, right. So, yeah, you got to show your colors. <laughs> he's yeah. sweating. Where do you keep getting these toys from, you asshole? So, so, despite sweating through you know his starter jacket, he's leaving it on. 
and they're going through this hilarious trip through town. And there's it, it, this. Bear in mind, we thought this was a horror movie. We this, that's why we picked this movie. And I wanted to get the music they played <laughs> because once they get to Israel, this is thirty minutes in the movie, forty minutes in the podcast. Great pace. <laughs> um, they uh, they're constantly with the antics. It's just jokes everywhere. And the music, it's basically, it's almost like Benny Hill music. Yeah, it's, it's how, like crazy. Plate, split, plate spinning. Can't say that for some reason. It's ridiculous. And so, so well, we get we get a great line where the the uh, Jackson and uh, and Frank are in the back of this taxi, and then Jackson says something's like shitty, and then the guy goes, ah, shitty. What does that mean? Yeah. And he's like, oh man, it means like you know, the like best, the best, like a, a Top Gun, Top Gun. I've seen that movie. Yeah. Man, I'm a shitty driver. Ah, 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 ah. <laughs> top Gun. Because see, out. he doesn't get that shitty means shitty. Mm-hmm. So he thinks shitty means good. That's the joke. So he drives crazily. They get in there. You know, Jackson's freaking out. Chuck's stoic. He says, "Oh hell no!" Like three times. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so they arrive at the hotel. Jackson lets out another, oh, hell no, I'm not sleeping here. It's, it's just like a hole in the wall. Like, I got to have some AC, man. Fuck this yeah. heat. So we, we get to see their their nice little room there. And, of course, he mentions again, like, I got to sleep in this bed. I need that AC. And Chuck's like, why do you, wh- why? And he's like, well, I snore really loudly if I'm hot. <laughs> yeah. is, that, is that a reason? No, that doesn't happen. So they're getting ready to go meet the police. Well, they, they're getting dressed up because they're going to meet the police yeah. chief. And by dress up, Jackson, by the way, is wearing like slacks and a uh, nice button up shirt. So it's like, okay, he's ready. But Chuck's putting on like a Tommy Bahama, like dad on vacation shirt. What's wrong with that? That's pretty fun. (laughs) Puts on his Timberlands. He puts on his his beige Timberlands. And, uh, you know, he's got his rock washed, acid washed (laughs) blue jeans. He does, yeah. <laughs> and he's like, I'm looking good. Let's go. Meet he, all he needed was a bolo tie. I don't know yeah, why he didn't really? have that. But. Uh, he, so throws out a blazer because you got to top that class. <laughs> and it does, I think he even pushes it up. Like, he, oh, like the yeah. old Miami Vice style. Oh, yeah. Pushes the sleeves up. And so they meet, and then so this is how great Hellbound is. We don't get just one scene of a police chief chewing something out. We get two oh. scenes of two separate. We get the Israeli and the woman. And. The commission's just immediately like, hey, guys, let's brief this. It's going to take nine hours. And Jackson, oh, oh, hell no. And it's like, why is it going to take eight hours? They barely know anything about this case. So we get get the first ever montage of just document explanation. (laughs) And Chuck not reacting, reacting. And Jackson just like flopping around in his seat. When finally Chuck, it ends. And he notices something. He's like, "This isn't the first case you've had. Like, like this is a reoccurring thing, isn't it? Right. Like maybe um, eight other times, nine other times." <laughs> and he's just like, "Just remember one thing around here, you know, police. Why, why, why did I do that?" <laughs> I don't know. That's your interpretation of Israeli accent. Apparently, at least you didn't go to Chicago, least, which is shocking. Cause we're in a movie yeah. in Chicago, and we've had any this Chicago is, accent. Wow, Hydrophil didn't even show up for this. <laughs> yeah, damn. Wow. Stop, fuck um, that guy. Yeah. Exactly. Uh, I never mind. So they're immediately like, "You heard what the commissioner said. We can't fuck around as police here." And Chuck's like, "Yeah, but we're gonna." So let's go meet up with that Krieger guy because he was in Israel too. Yeah, because Krieger was the name that was on the back of that card. So 
Yeah. And he was, obviously, if you've been paying attention, we haven't. He was the middleman <laughs> at where Prostatanus killed the rabbi. So they're just like, okay, let's go check out this address. We know where he's at. They walk in. He's got, like, you know, his nice antique shop and everything. And I believe they hit him with some bad cop, bad cop. They just start fucking pushing this. They broke into his house. Well, yeah, because Jackson's pissed. He's always has to play good cop. Yeah. So he's like, he's like I want to be bad cop. That's probably the best, like, uh, character building they do in this movie is Jackson gets fed up and is like, I'm going to be bad cop. So they get mixed up, bad cop, bad cop. But it works pretty well. They start getting some information out of him. I don't remember what information they got out of them. <laughs> I don't either. And the, so fa- the we'll fact that you're looking at me just like, oh, yeah, shit, yeah, I don't keep know it either. going, because yeah. I don't know. I, <laughs> I don't know, but I know it's helpful. And then so they go back to their car, and this is where they just have it out. Because, man, fucking Frank, I mean, we love Chuck, but he's really, like you were saying, he's lording it over Jackson. Like, the, yeah. He's not even like giving the guy money for food. He's like, you got to beg me. For food. Jackson hasn't eaten since the day before on the fucking plane. Yeah, and, and they don't <laughs> serve a lot of food on the. I mean, what's the deal with this airplane food? <laughs> yeah, it's just like he did. He's like, all I had was a matzo ball soup. Yeah, I'm fucking hungry, man. Couple peanuts and a pretzel. And he's like, beg me, dance. Yeah, P- almost. Chuck is a fucking freak. And then he's like, he's like. All right, I'll relent. And he gives them like fifty bucks or something. Yeah, whatever his per diem. I like was. that they're carrying all the money that they brought with them. In their pocket. Like, they didn't stash that anywhere. They're carrying $1,000 in their pocket just running around Israel. Well, yeah, and that also is a bad idea because as we learn, we see this little kid, little lovable street urchin. Yeah. And he leaps into their car. Yeah. And and then he's like, oh, hell no. And the kid is just like, please help me. They're, They're coming the matzo, matzo ball. <laughs> Jesus Christ. What's his uh, name? Mer- Merrill is coming to get me, and he's going to beat my ass because he wants, he wants something. He's a, he's, he, wants, and my, yeah, he wants money from me. He's yeah. a bully. So, you know, Jackson's like, no, I'm going to stop this. And, of course, Matzo Joe or whatever I call him <laughs> shows up, and he's separating the kids. <laughs> Come on. I'm, 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 yeah, so it's like another little kid a couple years older, and there's this, he starts fighting, and he's like, Oh, hell no. Break this up. And he breaks it up. But, of course, Chuck, the fucking genius he is, he knows all what's going on for real. Again, just cold, dead stare. He's got a little smirk on his face. (laughs) A little smirk. He's like, this is fun. You just robbed us of half of our money. The only money we have here, apparently. But yeah. this is funny. Yeah, because what happens is the little kid who we thought was being bullied is a pickpocket. He steals uh, Jackson's wallet. This is Chuck lording his superiorness over Jackson. He's just right. Jackson turns him and is like, "You see, man, all you got to do is get him on an equal field. Tell him to meet halfway. Boom, friendship." Because the kids leave like holding hands and skipping. Right. And then Chuck's like, "Oh, that's pretty great. Meet halfway, huh? Why don't you check your pocket?" And then you get another. Oh hell no! <laughs> and he's like, "That kid snaked me." And so they have to fucking find these kids now. And then the Benny Hill music kicks in. And they chase the kid and they find of course Chuck, Chuck finds, finds the kid him. Because he's just ch- ch- Nang Chen it up, just ninth warrior. <laughs> he does have kind of a baby Nang Chen on this movie. Because <laughs> Chuck usually never had a mullet, but it's, 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 I think it's, he would be a screaming eagle, if anything. Yeah, it was well, yeah, maybe he's a got hybrid. That patriotism boner. 
Yeah. So he finds the kid because the kid's hiding by hanging off the side of a building. The AARP of Screaming Eagles. And then I love how Chuck's like basically threatening, like, I'll, I'll let you die. I'll, yeah, I'll step on your fan- the fingers. The kid's hanging from four stories up, <laughs> and Chuck's just like, how long can you hang there? Starts stepping on his fingers like, do you need a hand? Maybe you can give me the wallet back. And the kid's like, it's in my pocket. He's like, okay. Yeah, I don't want to pull it out of your and bloody little corpse. He, he doesn't get any info right now. But the kid, like, earns his – like, the kid respects him now. Because he's yeah. like – and this is what I love. Was this supposed to be an insult? Because he's like, oh, so uh, you do this a lot, do you? It only works on Americans. So basically, are we supposed to be assholes because we actually want to help a kid who's in trouble? Yeah. Like, what? How was that an insult to us? It's kind of like dumb Americans I have no helping idea. a child in danger. The kid did because they were lost. This is how they ended up there. They were lost. Jackson didn't want to drive straight anymore, so he had to turn them all over the place. So the kid tells him where Jerusalem University. Oh, good is. old Jerusalem youth, Jer- fighting Jer- matzo balls. Jer- Love them. Chew you. <laughs> no, I didn't go that far. And so yeah, so they they, they yeah he he's like. They knew they, they knew they needed to go to Jerusalem University. They didn't know where yeah. it was. So yeah, yeah. exactly. So this the kid, kid gave them the direction because this place was like a swap meet, or as Chuck said, they call it a flea market. They call it a flea, which market. I don't think they call a flea market in Israel. I mean, we have flea markets. Yeah, they, they call it probably a bazaar or something like that. You know, that would have been the better way to go with it. Yeah. But yeah, we're, so we're dealing with Chuck. Chuck Jerusalem. thinks he knows everything. Exactly. He's everything. Uh, he's the worst. He is the worst. Well, he's dos to go. Come on. I mean, it's true. It's true. So, so they go up to old Jerusalem U, and look who's there. It's our friend, Miss uh, Hawkins. Hawkins. And, you know. She's like, hey, funny meeting you here. Funny running in you here. And Chuck's just like got the, you know, stars in his eyes again. You know what happened was? Ooh. What happened? We're going back to back to the shadows. When they were a good cop, bad cop in Krieger, they found out that Professor Lockley was at Jerusalem U. That's what they got from Krieger. Yeah, 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 yeah. So, because they, so, and so. They they're like they're like hey we need to talk to Professor Lockley. She's like oh he's at this exca- excavation site. I'll take you to him. Yeah, so nice little drive over there. We see a, a man on the hill, right? Like a, like a silhouette. And we're we're supposed to care about this man because they zoom in on him nine times. You see like this wispy hair floating. Yeah, he's got breeze. a big blue, big bushy beard. Yeah. Well, then, that, well, that was the the blind side, like the fake out. Yeah. yeah and yeah. then we learned that holy fucking shit, people. Professor Lockley is Prosatanas. Ooh, no. But, but he crane. he does the the Superman move where you know Superman would just put glasses on and yep. you would tell him he yep. has eyebrows. So <laughs> keep in mind, Chuck had had a life or death battle with this guy yesterday. Yeah. And he doesn't recognize him at all. It was so dark. And, you know, <laughs> it was just, everybody was kung fu fighting. and Those cats were fast as lightning. He was fast as lightning. Uh, yeah, he doesn't recognize, he's supposed to be the fucking greatest cop in the world. Yeah, really. And he doesn't recognize this man? Well, he, he he's not using this voice. He's using a British voice. Yeah, m- much more Christopher civilized. Christopher Lee Light. Like, oh, that. What are you doing here? He's like, princess, which will come into play later. He always calls Hawkins yeah. princess. Yeah, you know, that made sense when I watched the yeah. second. I was like, yeah. "Oh shit! There's layer, one yes. layer. That's it's it." Like, who are these people? And they're like, <laughs> oh, "We we we have this uh, this uh, scepter piece. Can you examine it?" It's like, "This is obviously a fake." Yeah, and he they they're like, "Well, we found these uh, 
paintings and drawings all over the place of it. So we think it, and he's like, you've probably seen paintings and drawings of Santa Claus and the Easter Bunny, but are you dumb enough to believe in them? And of course, he looks over at Jackson, and Jackson's like nodding. God, why do they mm-hmm. fucking stick it to Jackson all the time? Because <laughs> they have to make Chuck look good. Yeah, but, oh, fucking Chuck. I hate him. So... He fucking Protanus, Lockley, whatever his name is, he scoffs at them. He's like, Princess. <sighs> Harumph. And he shoes himself off, but he. he toss kinda, some salad and scramble. He, I gotta go scramble <laughs> on toss salad. And he, he scout, you know, he scurries off, but he, he stays within earshot where he hears, like, you know, a uh, uh, princess dog in him. He's like, Well, I said he is pretty eccentric. And. <sighs> Where do we go? So they get a dead end. So they go. They go back to the hotel. I also yeah. want to point out, even though it, we thought it was going to be integral to the plot, but it's not. There's a mysterious Jesus-like figure who's always lurking, lurking like watching everywhere. Chuck. He does nothing, so you can forget about him. But he's there. <laughs> Just remember, he's there. He looks like Jesus, and he's and he really stands out. Like he's literally wearing like the robes like Jesus. It's not like just a yeah. guy with a beard. Oh yeah, full on white. And so they go back to the hotel, and like. They really made made sure to set the scene up, too, because they come back to the hotel like four times prior to this, and they always ask the guy, the guy, the clerk, any messages for us? And he always, eh. so this time they show up. Right, and he's like, well, yeah, it's your boss. She wants to hear from you ASAP. Yeah. And Chuck's like, pulling fucking rank again. He's like, exactly. He's oh. like, you talk to her. And he's like, what? What do I got to talk to? Or he's like, I'm a sergeant and you ain't. Yeah. I'm going to go get out of my Tims and relax. <laughs> yeah, good. Take the Tims <laughs> off. Relax in front of the AC. You know why I wore those Tims? He needed to feel taller. <laughs> Probably. So he goes back to the room. Because, man, this is why we, story-wise, we needed it. Because there's some, like, Taliban guys hiding in the room. Yep. And so, so we get back and forth. Chuck's, like... Old man ass kicking. It's like I yep. if you if you watch on Laserdisc like I did, you know I have this huge Laserdisc library. You, you can actually see the invisible wires picking up Chuck's legs, <laughs> where because can barely get his legs he up. He can't get those legs up anymore, man. He's seventy at the time. So there's like a comedic like fight. Meanwhile, uh, uh, Jackson's talking to the police chief, and he's like, he's like talking about oh yeah man he's been thinking about you and all she's like really like oh i i got a glimpse of his uh journal he keeps and man he's just like talking about how much better this place would be with you and he's picking out restaurants he thinks he would like he found a vintage wine that he says would uh pair well with your eyes so So, laying it on (laughs) thick and she's like do whatever you want yeah stay as long as you need oh make sure he calls me soon because i can't wait to talk to him so he's get, he hangs up the phone, and he's, he's feeling all good. He's like, I fucking stuck it to Chuck. Feeling good about myself. But he immediately gets attacked from behind before right. he gets to open the door. And he has the scepter in his pocket. Right. So they steal it. So that gets stolen. He gets up, walks into the room, and fucking Chuck is, uh, yeah, I got to go turn that <laughs> off. Is that your AC going off right now? Yeah. Because it's hot as shit in here. <laughs> well, uh, maybe take the starter jacket off. <laughs> oh, hell no. <laughs> so I actually did have a sweet Buffalo Bill starter jacket. I, I know you did. And some fuckers 
fucking chopped me and ripped it. Uh, that's the worst part of it. You had it, that happened what, like eight years ago? Yeah, years? I had it that long. I wow. had it since high school. It was pristine. Wow. It's probably worth a shitload of money if it was actually Dude, in shape. That was the, uh, you know, you were asking me about the trends earlier in Brooklyn. Fucking yeah. starter jackets, dude. Motherfuckers. Yeah. You would have anyway. been hot hot to trot. Back to the movie. <laughs> so. This is where Chuck tells, you know, uh, Farouk. Uh, Jackson comes in the room. He's like, hey, man, uh, what what the fuck happened in here? They, they got the scepter, too. And he immediately and, uh, knows that uh, Krieger. Well, they, they knew something was up with Krieger. So they said yeah. he probably stole it back. So they go back to Krieger. And at, and before that happens, our boy Prosatanas yeah, shows up. He beats us too, Krieger, and he beats the shit out of Krieger, Freddy Krieger, and he like uh, throws him on. There's like some kind of like, African art thing on the wall. There's a horn. He throws Krieger onto the horn, kills him, and then I guess Krieger had the piece because he takes the piece, Prosatanas. Yeah, they you know they mentioned that it's a fake and everything, but for some reason. Um, I think Professor Tannis wanted him to think it was worthless so then he could get it back. The one that, uh, yeah, I guess. I don't, I don't know. know. I didn't care enough to. That was a fake. It literally it was, was a fake. A fa- that was a fake. And who had the real one? I don't even remember. But uh, did Krieger have it? The it's blind by... guy. Oh, you're right. Yeah, the yeah, blind guy okay. at the end had okay, it. So I don't yeah. know why. I think he just wanted to uh, end the people who knew him. Krieger knew too much, so he's just or me. Yeah, okay. I, why not? So, <laughs> so then, um, so that he kills them, and then Jackson and uh, Shatter show up, and they find Krieger dead. And that's when I believe this is when Chuck notices a picture. Did Krieger have the picture of uh, uh, Hawkins, or is that later on? Well, you know what we're missing. I don't. What I guess is I guess it's not integral to part because I totally forgot about it. Remember they break back into the police station and they get... Is that, that happen later? That's going to happen now. Okay. Wow. You see, you stumbled right on it. You're <laughs> okay. like Chuck finding clues. You're just <laughs> yes. like, uh, I, I don't know what to do. So maybe, <laughs> let me just Power of the starter jacket. Mm. <laughs> I wanted you to switch that around for us a little bit. That's what I hated about those fucking jackets. Mine, mine couldn't do that. Really? Why not? No, I don't know. I just didn't. I didn't have like the... They didn't have the thing. All of them had that texture to them, that rainproof texture. I thought. Oh, I thought you thought. I thought you were saying it was like a, you could turn it inside out and wear it like. No, a no, I one. meant just like that exterior. It was a, it was a great jacket. I, I missed that jacket. I, I I'm sorry, you lost it. Yeah, sorry, that's all mine. So, for what I forget what clue they find there, but they're like, we got to. They bust find a scroll. The scroll, and yes, and that's it's like right. a check mark. It's like a, it's yeah. like a, it's a grocery list. It, it is a grocery <laughs> list of scepter pieces with each piece written where it is. Yeah, and which like rabbi had them? Um, and of course, they're like, oh shit, is that a place or a name? It's. I'm not going to say another horrible thing. So <laughs> they're like, we got We got to get down to that police station, and they bust in there. Yeah, and Jack's like, oh hell no, apparent- I'm not busted in this police, <laughs> this cop shop, as he calls it. Yeah. And apparently, there's so little crime in Jerusalem that everybody just goes home at the end of the day yeah. at the police station. One guy's there. Yeah. And, of course, he notices Jackson stealing, and Chuck swoops yeah, in. Yeah, way to profile. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> Chuck Chuck gives him the sleeper hole. Puts him in the sleeper hole. Four old. seconds long. That's God old. damn, that's so... Ent- and then it just puts him out. Like, I just want to point out, you can't... I mean, a sleeper hole is a real thing, but as soon as you're, like, out... The blood flows back to your head, and you're up in a few seconds. But, of course, in the movie, you're out for, like, ten minutes. Yeah, man. The sleeper world. So, yeah, he takes him out. And then, like, hey, 
look at these 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 names. They they line up these murders because we they go they they get that file that the uh, police chief didn't want them to see. Yep. And thankfully, it's all written in English, even though we're in Israel. Hmm. And they're like, "Hey, wait! These names on the scroll line up." And then Chuck gets an idea. He's like, "Hold on, let me call uh, Hawkins." He calls her up. He's like, "Hey, uh, do you happen to have the uh, the log of all the talks that Doctor uh, Professor Lockley had, uh, like where he'd been, what days?" She's like, "Sure, I got it right here." And then they're like, "Holy shit!" They line up every time there was a murder. Doctor Loxley, aka Prasatanas, was in town. Yeah. So Chuck puts it all together. He's like, "Holy shit!" Yeah. So the one we did miss one thing, and that was uh, them going to that castle where they meet. Farouk's underling, where we find out that you know that's where the oh, you're right. I I got confused. That no, was, it's wait. okay. Okay, yeah, right. So, so they 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 meet the guy who's got the real scepter. Head. Farouk is the Jesus guy that we've yeah. been talking about. Yeah, that plays no part in this. Exactly. Movie at all. They just do zoom ins on him, and that's it. Right. So they find out about the scepter head. Well, the, they meet up the little kid again, who's ripping off another American, another American, a scumbag American who's trying to help a kid. Yep. And and then you notice too that that uh, Jackson learned his lesson because he's wearing a fanny pack after he got his, his wallet stolen. Yeah, with a little lock on it, just in case. And and so uh, so yeah, so he's like, say, I can take you there because Chuck likes to like, give the guys money back, and I'll let you slide. <laughs> right, and then you can tell us where Farouk is. Uh, yeah, he he's like, it's a place. It's right over there. Because Farouk is the last name on the scroll. Yeah, so. So That's, they go to this like temple and they find this blind guy who's not Farouk. He's just like a follower of Farouk, yeah. and he's like, "Get out of here!" Yeah, this th- it's the key to the gates of hell. <laughs> he's blind as fuck, and of course, like he goes after he talks to them, he immediately goes to make sure the scepter's still there. Right. He pulls it out. Fucking well, Chuck and, and J- Jackson yeah, leave. Chuck and Jackson leave. So they're like sitting out in the car. They left the kid in there. And uh, they didn't crack the windows. It's 155 degrees. <laughs> right. So what a great parental guidance, you know, Chuck is. So right. they they get outside, and fucking Prosatanis is there to get his scepter, and he fucking murders the blind guy. Right. Chuck. He didn't see the, it coming. Yeah. <laughs> oh, see, that's the kind of humor we're talking about that's on this a, movie. That's a nice three-point swish right uh, there. So he didn't see it coming. <laughs> that Chuck. There you go. That 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 felt good. That felt very <laughs> Chuck like. So that's where we get into the cops. Yeah, so they hear the ah, kind of yeah. like Anton Maiden earlier in the song. Like, <laughs> Six. So they run back in and they're like, "Oh snap!" Yeah. He's like, "Oh hell no! <laughs> they just killed the blind guy." So. That's where they end up in the police station. That's where we get uh, the sleeper okay. hold. That's where right. we get Hawk. You know, they're gonna give a call to Hawkins. Yeah. Okay. And then, but then they got to. Why, why do they go to Hawkins' place? They go to Hawkins' place. This is where they find the picture. Well, that they find. Um, they find out he needs royal blood. Right. And then he gets Hawkins on the phone. He ends up getting somebody else who's like, oh, no, she's not home. So they, like, go to her You're house. You're right, yes. Okay, yeah. And they want to check up on her for whatever reason, maybe just to talk to her. Maybe yeah. Chuck's finally ready to bone. So they show up at her house, and they notice the picture of her hmm. and her family, and he's like, yeah. this motherfucker's a duke. That's royalty. Yeah, because they're, like, wearing crowns and shit. Yeah, and she. he also notices the mountain of... Royal Crown Cola cans just scattered everywhere. Ugh, the worst, putting, worst cola. Putting two and two together here. She deserves it. <laughs> yeah, she's heir to the Royal Crown Cola thing. That's, that's that's like royalty in America. Yeah, for sure. 
So they're like, shit, we got to go to the excavation site. Yep. So this is where all hell breaks loose, <laughs> as Chuck would say. Because they show up. Prostatanus has got her tied down on that altar that, then from the beginning of the movie. Yeah. And he's getting ready to kill her. He's got his voice. His voice is back. Greasing up her hair. Getting her all ready. And uh, he's doing like the pronouncement. He's getting ready to stab her. He's got his little minions all around him. Chuck's like, oh, hell no. Yeah. And he walks in and just starts karate chopping everybody. All the minions. <laughs> so... This is a pretty long fight. Like this is more action than we saw in all of uh, the hour and a half of Against the Dark in this ten minutes. And yeah, Chuck needs help. He's still. If you watch the laser disc, you can see all the wire work. He's like basically (laughs) a marionette. They're just like (laughs) positioning him around. He's like kicking the shit out of everybody. I I I watched some of the DVD extras, and there was a couple where they had him like in the the crane where they just swoosh him around (laughs) like he was flying. It's like a child it's playing like, with it's dolls. It's like a production of Peter Pan, basically. Oh, my God. Chuck's the worst. So <laughs> so I did keep track. Who are these acolytes, by the way? Like, They just showed up. I they don't just, know. I don't they know. were just They were there. waiting for this to happen. Yeah, like he never had – Prostatanus never has like buds or like people that follow him. But right. in this scene, he's got 45 <laughs> friends that Chuck and his partner have to beat the shit out of now. Right. So, of course, they do that. You know, they have, like, a five-round fight with Pro Satanus. And, yeah, uh, it's like it keeps – it's like this most annoying fight because Chuck will kick him in the face, and then he'll disappear. Yeah. And then they'll talk with Hawkins a little bit. She'll give him a little exposition, you know. You have to stab him with the, the scepter. Yeah. And then, then all of a sudden, Pro Satanus jumps up again, and then they fight him a little more, and then he disappears for some reason. Yeah. So there's a lot of like fake outs. So there, I you know I went ahead and kept track because I like to give people some numbers. Really, people like to chew on numbers, and so I took track. Chuck kicks below the waist, so he did maybe like I got about thirty kicks on record here. Eighteen of those kicks below the waist, and the old adage is that Chuck can't kick above the waist. So he's either people, well at this time in his life he could probably back in the day back in the day maybe in his early twenties he could but I think by twenty five he was already a mess so anyways below the waist eighteen kicks uh a lot of times you see bad guys who would fall over and then he would kick them in the face there were right. six of those and then actual high kicks where they he's did literally them, kicking somebody while they're down where yeah where you saw the marionette wire work going on seven right. of them. Okay. How many roundhouses? He did a couple, at least. There was four. Okay. And only one of them was actually with a person standing. For the most part, they were they were kneeled over. Okay. So he takes care of the minions. Then there's this cat and mouse game where like he kicks Prosotanus, he disappears, he comes back, disappears, comes back. I mean, in between, they're getting more exposition from Hawkins. She's yeah. telling him, and then and she's, she, she, and she tells him the golden rule. Yeah, you, you the got, scepter. Scepter, which once again, what? It's the source of his power, yet it kills him, too? Yeah. I don't know what the fuck's it's going the on. It's the weirdest uh, relationship he has with his scepter. Yeah, but, that, of course, it, the mention It of sounds it. like something that would be in a video game, though. Like to, Again, it does. He would, like... <laughs> Yeah. Put it together, and then it would be the, the thing, the only thing that could kill the big boss. So, like a gun in every other movie, the mention of the scepter finally snaps Prostatanus. He knows about this rule, but Chuck <laughs> no. and Jackson don't know. But Hawkins mentions it, and then they're, you know, it's a mad scramble for it because it's on the ground, like 10 feet away from them. And so right. Jackson, <laughs> course, gets stepped on. The real hero of the yeah, movie. Yeah. But it trips up Prosatanus, so Chuck can go in. He grabs the fucking scepter and just 
fucking Nolan Ryan expresses it right through Pro Satanus's gut. And that's where we get some Spark Factory shit happening. No. Turns into a lizard person. Oh, yeah. That was, which we learned in our gore episode. Or did we? Lizard people are our friends. We, oh. We've always thought they weren't. I'll get more into I Of course, I revealed on our gore episode that I'm QAnon. And I told people it's the truth about the deep state on this episode. That's why the episode has over 100 downloads. Yes. But when we do the sequel, Outlaw of Gore, I will go more into depth Holy about lizard shit. people. But that's down the road. We got so much great shit planned. But that's down the road. But anyway, so yes, he's a lizard person. Very, um, I didn't like it. I found it offensive because lizard people are our friends. Like I'm going to tell you in a future episode. And but, there, there are no squeak box for the Satan. I mean, come on. Right. But. For sake of the movie, yeah, they're villains, and he does he explode? I don't even remember. He explodes. Okay, good. Sparks up, explodes, and then Farouk shows up. All the scepter pieces are scattered into nine once more. So he's got to go out, spread the seeds, you know, for so so the next yeah, game. Yeah, that's the only reason for Farouk, the Jesus-looking guy, is to go, I guess I'll just start the video game all over again. Exactly. We'll give it to the next person. They can have a fresh try. Game over. Shows the high scores. Chuck's got four billion. Jackson's got like twelve. Chuck puts his initials. Yep. F S. <laughs> I don't know what his middle name is. <laughs> F. The Frank fucking shares like F F S. F F S. And then speaking of game over. We, oh shit! Was that? Oh a- hell no! Oh hell no! <laughs> we cut to the airport. They're ready to leave. Fucking uh, Jackson, he's preoccupied. It's fucking. It's the final game of the fucking NBA Finals. He's yeah. watching. He's like, yay, we won! They, of course, they're playing the NBA Finals in a uh, in, yeah in, in an airport. Israeli airport. Israeli. Yeah, and it's it's on like some tiny ass fucking TV. Oh, and yeah. hanging on the wall. So he's happy. Chuck's happy because him and Hawkins are like sparks. More sparks. Pun intended. Sparks are flying with them yeah. too. Yeah. And he's like, maybe I could. Uh, I haven't seen sparks like this since yesterday when we fucking blew up that lizard person. Yeah. And he's like, maybe I could buy you coffee sometime. I don't know what he said. Yeah. yeah. Maybe was, I could read you a dictionary. It was very chaste. Yeah. But and she's like, hey, I would like that. <laughs> They're pretty much the same on uh, uh, on Walker Texas Ranger as well. And the other thing is. He has a a very um, he has a black partner on Walker Texas Ranger, but the partner actually has dignity and actually Chuck respects him and deserves it. Hey, like, wait, 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 wait! Good character. We didn't talk about it, but there's a p- point in this movie where he goes. Chuck says it. He's like, "If I didn't respect you, you wouldn't be my partner." Because he says you don't respect me. Oh, that's when they're in the car right before they get robbed, okay. and he's like, "Cause, yeah. cause." As we all know, most great cops are lone wolves. They don't use. They don't yeah. work with parties, even though it's, it's part of your job, and you you do what your boss tells you. Except yeah. in movies, where he's like, "I work alone," <laughs> but he doesn't because he respects Jackson. Right. Just in that weird kind of way, it's that kind of like tough love. Well, they appreciate the job and the work, and that mutual respect for the work, and they like how they, they conduct. They're 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 a dynamic duo. The good cop, bad cop. They're great. They're the best of the good cop. So to close it out, we get a nice scene of the kid robbing Jackson once more. (laughs) And then one more. Oh, hell yeah. Oh, hell hell no. He says, oh, hell yeah. When when the bulls win. And he says, oh, hell no. When when he snakes his his wallet again. And then I thought he learned his lesson with the fucking uh, fanny pack, but he did. (laughs) Straight to credits. And then straight freeze frame. Everyone's like, yeah. And then credits. Credits roll. And that. That ends Canon Films. 
That ended Canon Films. Ends our episode and ends Canon Films. All right, man. So, are you excited, Griff? This is it. This is where all the marbles. Next week, it's motherfucking Halloween. Halloween. Are we going to release this Wednesday or do you want... No, we're releasing this Devil's Night. You want to... So everyone can enjoy it. Normally... Technically, we release them Wednesday night. We, I mean, we don't. You know, we don't. You've listened to us. You know, we don't fucking edit for shit. Yeah, they they get released late in the night. We should be able. To so get this technically, one out it's kind of. I guess most of you, if you do like right away, you listen to it on Thursday. So we say Thursday, but we're gonna do it because we're Detroit and we love our Devil's Night. We're gonna release this on Devil's Night, and you so you can enjoy it at work, whatever you want to do on Halloween. Because it's a Halloween special episode, and this is the perfect movie. We're gonna bring our buddy Mike's coming back one last coming time. Back, well. At least one last time for Halloween week. Yes. Well, oh, he's Mom. always. All of our friends are always welcome. Yeah. But yeah, he. So he's going to be because this is the movie he enjoys. I enjoy. I think you're going to enjoy. I've already seen it. I this saw is. Last year. Okay, we have to kill the drama. Okay. Um. <laughs> that's my this job. is probably. That's my job. That's perfect. This is. <laughs> yeah, I put this. Def. It's definitely in my top twenty. It might be in my top ten favorite horror movies of all time. God damn. Okay. And this is this is a Golan Globus production. Ooh, that's two weeks in a row, guys. And we're gonna have one the following week, but I'm we're gonna hold off on that because it's very special. So I'm just gonna cut the chase. We're doing cut to that chase. Texas Chainsaw Massacre Part Two. Mm, the best part. Yes, two part. This the sequel lives up. It's not as it's it's not as terrifying as the original, but it. Has some great characters in it. Yeah, fucking, I genuinely love it. I'm not even. I'm not being ironic about this. I love this movie. I think you will love it. So I hope we can see you then on a Halloween. Yeah. So till then, keep it warm. Yep. White man came across the sea. He brought us pain and me. He killed our tribes, he killed our greed He took our game for his own need We fought him hard, we fought him well Out on the plains, we gave him hell But many came, too much for greed Or will we ever be set free? Riding through dust clouds and barren wastes Galloping hard on the plains Chasing the redskins back to their holes Fighting them at their own game Murder for freedom, the stab in the back Women and children and cowards attack Run to 